0: Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way, and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area, if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about self-doubt and its contribution to depression. So let's start first with kind of defining what is self-doubt. So self-doubt in terms of the Webster Dictionary is just having a lack of faith in oneself, having a feeling of doubt and uncertainty about one's abilities, actions, or etc. But in terms of a mental health standpoint, we kind of define self-doubt as being a mental block, so to speak, that, reminds you or tells you or triggers you to think that your accomplishments are not good enough or that you cannot achieve the accomplishments you want to or that you lack the skill and ability to contribute to a team to contribute to yourself just overall get things done or just live life in general for some people self-doubt ranges based on the person based on the situation and you know just kind of all things environmental internal and external included Right. So for some people, self-doubt is minimal. It might be something where they're just a little bit doubting themselves in terms of trying something new. Right. So when it comes to things that they've learned already, they don't have any doubt there. But if it's something that's a new setting, a new environment, a new skill, a new class, a lot of times you'll see people or you'll hear people start talking about how they're just kind of unsure. They're kind of doubting themselves they're not sure what to do. And then there are people that kind of fall into the category of self-doubt where it starts to impact how they make decisions. So it's not necessarily that they don't think that they have a skill, but they fall into this bucket of uncertainty in this bucket of just not knowing which way to make a decision. So I know some people will call that being indecisive. And while there is some truth to that, when it comes to this form of self-doubt where that happens, it's really more about being like doubting that you are capable of making a decision. It's doubting that you know what you're doing. It's doubting that you have enough information. It's just really being unsure and uncertain that you yourself can make the decision. Again, it's not necessarily about skill, not necessarily about not sure how it's going to work or what's going to happen. It's just really that general, I doubt that I can do this. I don't have faith in myself that I can do this. So where does that come from for us? Right. Let's go back a little bit to kind of think and talk about where self-doubt typically starts for people. For a lot of people, self-doubt starts in childhood. And I know, I know, I know many of us are probably tired of talking about our childhood. We're tired of talking about what childhood did or didn't do. But the reality is the reality and the facts are the facts that our adult lives are shaped in part, large part, due to our experiences in childhood. Good, bad, and indifferent. Now, as an adult, you have the ability to change that, you have the ability to learn new skills, to kind of let go of old thinking. And for many of us, we do. But when it comes to things like self-doubt, that seems to be an area that people really do struggle with kind of letting go. It's one of those things that because you heard it maybe so often as a child, or you heard it early in your childhood, your brain began to be wired around looking for examples to either prove or or discredit the self-doubt belief or what the the person was saying. If you grew up in a in a home where your parents were constantly trying to, you know, make you be better, do things better, um the feedback was always, uh maybe next time do this or do that. Typically that has an, an ability to kind of plant the seeds of self-doubt in someone. So as an adult or as you move through your childhood, you are used to and ready for and almost looking for people to plant additional seeds of doubt in you you're looking for people to really kind of confirm that what you were told early on is true and that it's it's still you know there and that you can't doubt yours you can't have faith in yourself you need to continue to have self-doubt and that's the safest way for you to live and we all know that safety is our brain's number one goal is to keep us safe and protect us, and sometimes that does include things that are really unhelpful or what in the clinical world they would call kind of maladaptive. So we know that self doubt again is is formed in childhood, but there are some people that self doubt doesn't come into play until they are adults, right? And it's when they're in their first maybe job or in their they're in a sport or they're in a setting where an, another person is allowed to or able to or in position. To give you feedback, and if that person's feedback is, you know, harsh and it's negative and it doesn't fit with what other people have said, um, it tends to also be able to kind of plant those seeds of self doubt. So in those settings, and then for those people, you know, self doubt does come later, and in many cases, it's easier to kind of dismiss, it's easier to get rid of, it's easier to manage. But when we start talking about self-doubt and its relationship with depression or, you know, we start talking about self-doubt and how it manifests in our daily lives and in our careers and in our relationships, it can start to look different. It can start to look a little bit more heavy, a little bit more dark in a sense. Um, It can be harder to kind of manage and get rid of. But before we start talking about kind of how it impacts depression, let's talk a little bit about what self-doubt statements may sound like so coming from someone else the self-doubt statements might be things like are you sure like question your judgment um it can be statements about like well you know I probably would have done it this way and you know if you do it this way this will happen differently and it's also, you know, can be when you are around someone who has maybe more experience than you. And this is not necessarily imposter syndrome, but if you're in a setting where someone has more experience than you, it's not uncommon for them to be talking about their experience and how they've done and their success. And it trigger you to start doubting yourself. It trigger you to start questioning if, you, if you're if you making the right decision or if you should follow what they're doing um, and et cetera. And so statements like that are what really start to kind of plant that self-doubt in and increase the ability for us to really look like um self you know that we are doubting ourselves or that we need to doubt ourselves the biggest place that we people as an adult talk about feeling self-doubt or having self-doubt is when it comes to their careers um and that is because it's kind of the easiest thing for us to measure, it's the safest place for us to talk about self-doubt because it's it's a lot easier to say, you know, I'm not really sure about this career move or this career uh, decision Than it is to say things like, I'm not sure about this relationship. I'm not sure I'm good enough to be in this relationship with someone. I'm not sure I am a good enough mom or that I am doing the right thing, you know, for my kids or for my family. So the job is the easiest place that we can talk about it. And so when it comes to looking at that, it might show up in ways of you applying for a new position, so you may know that you are skilled, you may know that, that you have the knowledge, but if you are doubting yourself because whether someone has said something recently to you or your brain immediately flashes back to the first time you've had to make some type of a decision and self-doubt was planted, if your brain goes there, then it will make it you know almost difficult or extremely difficult for you to kind of make that decision or on how to move forward with with your decisions on if you are able to do it or if you should do it and things like that and then in terms of relationships and things like that the self doubt again will look like you questioning if you need to be in the space if you're questioning if the person is right for you if you're right for that person if you're questioning if you should make the next move, if you should make the first move, if you should just kind of approach them in general. Those are kind of typical things um, that, you know, how self-doubt can be planted and and continued and kind of, in, you know, heightened in a sense. So some of the common signs of self-doubt are constantly apologizing. So if you find yourself being in a situation where you are. Someone comes to you and they ask you a question about your work or they ask you a question about your thoughts or your beliefs and your immediate response is to question yourself and say, oh, you know, I really am not sure. I thought I thought this was the that was the right thing. But, you know, whatever you say, will do. You know, that can be kind of a sign of self-doubt. I'm um, second guessing yourself, you know, constantly going kind of back and forth. And I am definitely guilty of the second guessing. I will make a decision and then solicit advice. Sometimes when I know I don't even need to and then start kind of catching myself and and questioning myself and things like that. And then the biggest one that I know is, you know, kind of a pain point for some people or might be a toe step or so to speak, is that always wanting to play the background. Some people want to play the background because they know that's where their skill set is. Right. But there are some of us that play the background because we are doubting that we are able to lead. We're doubting that we're in position to do that. And so that, you know, those types of things when it comes to self-doubt are also included. And so how does self-doubt impact depression or depression impact self-doubt? Well, if you think about kind of the classic symptoms of depression and those symptoms are, you know, things like um, irritability, being sad, feeling empty, feeling hopeless, not having joy in the things that you once had joy in. Um, being tired often, those are kind of the common symptoms of depression. And so when you look at those symptoms, especially kind of like lack of motivation, lack of energy, those tend to look like what we traditionally call as like lazy symptoms. And so if you think about what we just talked about with self-doubt, that it's you wanting to play the background, it's easy for you to kind of slide to the background if you're not motivated or if you're not energized, but also if you're doubting yourself. And the way that depression typically works for a lot of people is you'll have these physical symptoms of depression, right? So again, just mentioned the kind of lack of energy, kind of lack of motivation, um, your appetite changes, you're you're tired more for easily fatigued, or you're you know you just kind of lose those things. Um, what tends to happen in those settings and in those situations is those doubts of self, those thoughts of self doubt can increase. So we all have this kind of internal self-talk and I talk about self-talk all the time. So when you think about kind of this internal self-talk, if you're already feeling low, you're already feeling sad, you're already feeling kind of helpless or hopeless, and then your self-talk because of your childhood or because of other experiences is to question yourself and doubt yourself, it is almost like a playground for depression and self-doubt to meet and and just have a great time, a great field day, so to speak, in your mind. So that can be things like you telling yourself, like, you know, yep, see, you don't even feel like doing it. That's because you really don't don't have the skill. You really aren't deserving. You really don't need to do that. And so that's, you know, one of the biggest ways that we kind of see depression and self-doubt kind of play on each other. Um, but it also is when you start saying things like I don't deserve and when you have people who have questioned your belief or questioned your experiences or just questioned you in general, it's easy for you to then start doubting yourself. And when you do that for so long, it does start to look like depression. It does start to mimic the same symptoms of depression. When you start questioning yourself, you're questioning your worth. You're questioning how you can do these things, why you've been allowed to do these things, if you still you should continue to do these things, you know that definitely is like a huge part of depression and self doubt right so both both of those things together typically can increase your symptoms of of depression. But also, if you already have depression, it definitely will increase your self-doubt. Because if you are tired, you're exhausted, you can't think clearly because typically when someone is depressed, their cognitive abilities change, right? So not that you are you know, slow or slow to process or things like that, but it does make it harder because there's so many other things going on. Maybe you haven't eaten enough food, so your brain is not, doesn't have enough calories or or carbs to think. Um, Maybe you've been sleeping so much that you also just kind of are kind of in the state of, of, you know, sleepiness all the time. Those things also kind of impact and increase your ability to have self-doubt. So if you find yourself being in either of the two categories or in the ca- in a combination of them, what are some things you can do? What are some things that can help you kind of start to alleviate it? The number one thing that you can do is start to practice what we call self-compassion. So that is that being able to give yourself grace, to give yourself space. And those are some, those are things that I say all the time. Give yourself grace and space to be who you are, to be where you are, to exist in the moment. So being able to do that for yourself can definitely help you with self-doubt. Another thing that you can do is kind of looking over some of your old achievements. So looking over the things that you have accomplished Especially if they require similar or the same skills of what you're you know, being presented with at the moment. So doing things like that can definitely also help you change the way you look at yourself. It can change the self-doubt. Being able to find what we call those little joyful moments or those moments of happiness throughout your day. That can always help. And if you notice that it's like really extreme, you definitely want to seek professional help. And if you are noticing that the self-doubt is really impacting your relationships, then it's important to kind of, again, kind of take that step back, do some self-reflection, do some work with yourself. And it doesn't mean you have to end the relationship, but it does mean that you may have to do things like in the morning, you're starting your day with some type of meditation or some type of activity that helps you remember that you are enough. Remember that you don't have to doubt yourself. Remember that you don't have to have all the answers because sometimes when it comes to self-doubt, It is a a part of us that feels like because we don't have all the answers or we don't feel as confident about our answers that we then therefore need to doubt or therefore need to not even try to do whatever the thing is that we were talking about doing. So it's important too to be able to do that. And if you're in a relationship with someone that you really trust and you've been with for a while, talk to your partner about it. Talk to your partner to see if there's something that that you and your partner can work on together that can help you to remember that to remember your worth to remember that you're enough to remember that you don't need to doubt yourself maybe it's something as simple as your partner saying i love you can trigger you to remember that you don't need to doubt it maybe it's it's something like your partner saying thank you for a task or something they do or you do for them so really looking at how can i start to see myself in a different light so that i can start letting some of these doubts self-doubt thoughts go away I can let these things kind of move on and when it comes to being a parent being a mom especially it's easy for us to doubt ourselves because of what we see online or what we've seen our parents do or our friends do with their kids and so really looking at what do my kids need what what do I know about my kids to know what makes them feel good to know what makes them happy to know what makes them feel fulfilled And those are the things that you wanna focus on doing. So when you're starting to have those doubts, you can look and say, well, you know what? There's no need for me to doubt that because I know that when I say these things to my kids or I do these things with my kids, that it really does make them feel good. It really does make them see themselves in a different way and we're okay, they're okay, they're happy, they're thriving and see if that can help you to start to let go of some of your doubt. Now, and again, if you need additional professional help, Please feel free to get it. Don't have shame. Don't doubt yourself in that way either because you deserve to live the life that you have dreamed of, the life that you want, and the life that you're going to have, right? So this time, let's let go of that self-doubt. Let's really let go and see, can we alleviate those symptoms of depression that look like self-doubt and vice versa? Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. Please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.